Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I am bringing you guys a special, special guest, somebody I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a while because I know she's going to be able to help a lot of people. The guest we have coming today was a nurse. She was a nurse, and she was able to break into medical device sales with one of the top companies, and she's going to share her experience of how she did it, and I'm going to let her say her full name because if you guys haven't listened to this channel at all, I suck at pronunciation. I can barely talk, and so instead of butchering her name and making myself look like an idiot, I'm just going to let her say it correctly. (laughs) So today we have... Alexis Sermonera. Oh, thank you for saying that because there's not a chance that I would have got that right. Not even a chance. Uh, but Alexis, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to join us and be able yeah. to share your experience. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we've been talking, we talked a little bit off air, but you know, Alexis reached out to me a while back and she was like, Hey, I'm ready to break into medical device sales. She was a nurse and, and it's been fun to see her journey of Cause she, what you're hearing her story, she works, you guys, she knows how to grind. She, I knew she was going to break in and she was able to do it very quickly. And so we'll talk and dive into that today. So that's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm just excited for the gems that she's going to drop. So please, I already know this is going to be one that you guys are going to want to rewatch. So just be ready, have your notes, get ready. And Alexis, kind of tell us about yourself, uh, you know, who you are, kind of your background and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I moved to Austin, Texas in April of 2018. Um, I had already been a nurse for about a year already. I was working on a stroke neurology floor. Uh, So it was really easy for me to get a job here in Austin. I had, you know, a year of experience. So I just, you know, I started to apply to some jobs after I kind of had an idea of what Austin, Texas was like. Moved here. worked at a hospital for almost two years. I did trauma med surge, and then I transitioned to an oncology bone marrow transplant floor. Uh, Ended up leaving that floor and moved to a different hospital. I worked at Del Seton for about another two years, and I worked on a neuro-oncology floor. Got some experience there, and during that time, I was starting to get in a point of my career where I was trying to figure out my next steps. I knew ICU was not a move for me. I, you know, had spoke to people about ICU. It just didn't really seem like it was my thing. And I also knew I never really wanted to be a nurse practitioner. A lot of nurses go to school to become an RN and they always know like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do bedside forever. I'm going to eventually transition to a nurse practitioner. That was just never something I ever viewed myself as. Mm. So as I, you know, kind of lived here in Austin, I made a lot more friends and I, you know, would speak to them about my career and what I was doing in life. And I met a friend one day who has been in medical sales for 15 years and he's been with Medtronic for quite some time now. And he kind of brought the idea to me. He was like, you would be amazing at medical sales. And I really had no idea I even had that opportunity or possibility to ever get into that. So, you know, as he talked to me about it, I was like, uh, like astonished, like at how much of a good fit and how I felt like I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I truly, truly want to do. So I fixed up my resume. It took me about two months to get my resume fixed up. And then I was finally able to 
get my name out there and start networking and get my resume out there to, to really jump on that journey. I love that. I love that. And it's cool just to hear your journey, right? Like, again, you didn't do just one thing you were going through. And then it was kind of like, what's the next? And and again, uh, this is where I always laugh. I always smile. We always say networking is key to breaking in. I had a very similar uh, experience where I was like, what's the next spot for me? Somebody that I used to know, they knew medical device sales. They said, Hey, I think you'd be good at it. You should check it. And that's when I started doing the deep dive. But even for you, you know, having someone who had that much experience, be able to really tell you the ins and the outs and, and what lifestyle you could have is super cool just to be able to, you know, one of the friends that you made to tell you about this industry. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. So, so you were a nurse and you got to a point like, okay, Hey, I'm going to start looking at the different things. Kind of tell us about that journey of like, you know, working, being a nurse, like, cause when we talked, you were still taking on extra shifts and doing all that. And we're calling late at night because you know, you, you work, you, you're not afraid of working. And, and again, just tell us about kind of that journey of you being a nurse and okay, I'm going to make this transition to medical device sales. Yeah. So, you know, as a nurse, um, even becoming a nurse, I didn't know what specialty I wanted to get into. I really more so had a better idea of, you know, once I got more experience as a nurse, you know, I really truly found out that I really liked the oncology side of things. So I was very much so, you know, passionate about the oncology side of nursing. Um, And then, you know, as a nurse, as you get more experience, you get more comfortable with the job. And I was working four to five, 12 hour shifts a week, because that's truly the only, only way you can make any sort of decent money as a nurse, you know, I'm 29 years old and I want to have fun and I want to be able to enjoy it. Like, especially living in Austin, Texas, there's so many different things going on, you know, got to pay to live here, but then I also wanted to enjoy, you know, living here. So in order to do that, I had to, you know, really grind and I was working four to five, 12 hour shifts. And that was my, my way of making money. And, you know, as as things progressed in my career and, you know, we went through the whole pandemic, I was just starting to realize, you know, I can be the best nurse out there. And I, I truly, you know, I made sure that I was one of the best nurses. I I didn't want to go, go to work and go through the motions. Like I truly went above and beyond for my patients down, down to the point where I would take my homeless patients clothes and hand wash them for them just because like they'd been you know, their, their, their clothes were disgusting. And, you know, just the little things that I could do for my patients, especially, you know, my oncology ones, um, you know, and it was just starting to really wear me out. You know, I was, like I said, I was really working hard and I'm not compensated for that in any sort of way. And that was one thing that I knew, like, if, you know, whenever I found out the whole medical sales thing, I knew that if I wake up every day and I grind and I try to be the best salesperson, I'm going to be compensated. I'm going to be rewarded in the end. So, you know, that was a huge thing for me, knowing that if I wake up every day and I try to put that same work ethic that I had as a nurse into medical sales and to know that, you know, if I hit my numbers and then if there's a possibility that I can even hit more than just my numbers and get more money. And then I also found out, you know, there's a thing called president's club 
where your where your company pays for you to go on vacation. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sign me up. Sign and you me get, up right get now. you get gifts. You know, a lot of the times yes. it's like Rolexes or something, something <laughs> nice. You know, something some fun stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I I already have this competitive nature about me. I grew up, you know, I grew up playing sports my entire life from the time that I could walk up until I graduated college. I played volleyball in college. So I have that natural, natural competitive competitiveness to me that I know is so important with the medical sales too, because it's such a competitive field. You know, there's so many different products out there. Everyone has the same products, but it's going to come down to, you know, you as a sales rep on, you know, how you connect with your, you know, your customers and your clients and making those relationships. So that's been something I've, I'm really excited to put towards this new career. I love that. Yeah. And, and again, I will, we'll touch on a couple points, but first one, I want you guys to hear, you know, for her, she talked about, she, she'd be working, she'd pick it up extra shifts because again, to financially help out for herself so she can go live the life she wants, but she, again, not afraid to work. And that's the one thing I really want you guys to really hear out of this is you can't be afraid to work, but also being able to talk about being able to be compensated for your work. That's a big thing. And we'll, and we'll touch on this point. But the one thing I want you guys to know is like, we would be texting she, or her, the manager that she knew got us in contact. And sometimes she would be getting off a, a shift late. Luckily, there's a time difference, but she would be calling me. So she just worked, you know, several 12 hour shifts. And then she would be calling to trying to get into medical device sales. And then that's a whole nother job in itself. And so I really want to just touch on that point is, you know, when we're talking about somebody who works hard, they're not only working their own job and, and doing above and beyond on that, but then this is a full-time job to get hired with networking for researching, for reaching out to people to, you know, find out about competitors, like all the above. And so you, you can't come in with a, a mindset of like, I'm just going to do the bare minimum and see what happens. Especially if you are a nurse and you're watching this, like you guys have a tough job and you've got a long job, right? Those, those three twelves, a lot of times for you guys or four tens or whatever it is, but this is a full-time job if you guys are going to break in. So you got to be dedicated. you got to be committed because it's not going to be something that just happens easy. And Alexis is a true testament to that is, you know, she was hungry. She was reaching out, not to just me. I had people reaching out to me when we were talk and her name came up and we didn't know that, you know, she was reaching out to those other people because she just started reaching out to so many people to learn, to network, to get her foot in the door, to find out how she could be a better candidate and how she could land a position because sometimes it's, it's not, if it's just when you're going to get in. And that was like for her, she just had to find a place that was ready to take a shot on her because we knew she'd break in. But again, I just, Alexis, I want to say to you, again, you worked hard. I know you work hard. And again, that's why this is really fun for us to talk about the compensation, which yeah. we can get yeah, into as I, well. Uh, I actually, um, I was to the point where I was, you know, I was interviewing and I was applying to so many places that, I mean, there were, times where you know I could work Monday through Sunday I there was some some weeks where I was working Monday through Friday and during that week I wanted to have an interview so what I would do is I would be at work and I would round on all my patients make sure I had all my stuff done and then I would step aside for like 30 minutes to an hour and I would interview while I was actually <laughs> wow that's awesome hey just dedication right there getting it done yeah. and being able to talk to it and again just coming prepared with it I love that and the thing I do want to talk because this is going to be a common question that comes up right it's the number one thing I get talked to by nurses compensation let's talk about working let's talk about it and this is why I feel like nurses are great candidates you guys have especially if you're working if you've worked in the OR or you've just been in the hospital setting, you guys are perfect candidates because you 
know a lot more than the average candidate, right? And as you and I have talked about, and everybody knows, sales is sales is sales. You, there's going to be a million people who say all these different things. Cool. Some of it works awesome. At the end of the day, people want to buy from people they like. And if you can just show up, have a, work hard, and just follow through on what you're going to say and make people feel good, things probably will turn your way out or turn out good for you. Um, but talk about compensation as a nurse, right? To medical device sales, right? You go from trading your time for money to not trading your time for money, having a base. And then, like you said, you can do an overage and you can really make like on some people's overages, they're making more than what nurses make in a year. And the thing I do just want to put as a disclaimer, I know that can trigger people. I know that can make people super mad. I get it all the time on the TikTok and get told how big of a piece of crap I am and all the good stuff because of it. But my my talk is if you guys are listening to this, if you are a nurse and if this is, you have the opportunity to do that too. And that's my biggest point is, you know, I have the talks with my scrub, scrub techs and nurses. Sometimes they don't like to see me and they'll make under breath comments to me. And that's okay. But in the same respect, you know what I say back to them? you're a perfect candidate. You could do this too. Right. But they don't want to do some of the stuff that we have to do. Oh, the, the number one thing I always love is I'm not a salesperson. What does that mean? Right. You're, you're not open to like talking to another person, right? There's, there's certain things, but all I'm saying with this is if you guys are a nurse, again, you can go from where you're working and just crushing yourself financially to where it's like, there could be in a year, Alexis might be working less than she ever was as a nurse and making two, three, four times as much. Like that is just the reality of this world. And it's not bad. It's not like you're a horrible person. It's just, you know, you got to take care of yourself and it's, it's the world we live in. So I, I do just want to touch on that because I think sometimes it can get a bad stigma, but also just for you, same thing for me. It's why I love personal training. I can work less and make way more money. And oh, guess what? I can still personal train and do this and make just double dip. Like, right. I started thinking with my head and again, think smarter, not harder, you know, and some people don't want to. So again, I just want to just bring that up since you did say that, but I want to applaud you for going to it. But it's something I, I did want to mention in this podcast about you do have extreme opportunities to, you know, it's pretty cool when you're like, like even myself, when I'm looking, like we talked off air, when you're looking at a bonus check and I've had this talk with my manager, I'm like, that's more money than some people make in a whole year. Yeah. And it's going to be a bonus check, right? Again, that's never a brag. That's never be like, look at me. It's just the opportunity if you're someone who is financially driven and who wants to make a difference for yourself, for your family, whatever it is, that is an opportunity in certain divisions and certain companies in this career. Yeah, absolutely. And like one thing that you mentioned too was like, you know, people in, in healthcare and nurses will be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just not a salesperson. I, one thing that I really truly talked about in a lot of my interviews was that nursing is sales. I got to, I got to sell to my patients, you know, why they can trust me, especially if I'm working four to five days in a row and these are really sick patients and they're, they're not going to be discharged. You know, you're going to have a pretty hard time in those four to five days that you're working. If your patients don't trust you and if you don't get along with them, then, you know, it's, it's going to be a harder time for you. So, I mean, I got to sell to my patients. I got to sell why I'm a good nurse. Why am I good nurse? And then also with the doctors too, like if you're needing something from a doctor, you got to sell to them what you need and you got to advocate for your patients. So it's, it's, I tell people, you know, it's, it's sales. It is. 
And I it's love it. Way. And I love that you said that because I tell everybody, it's not your experience. It's how you relate your experience. Right. Like every single day we sell ourselves to everybody. You have a friend, you sold yourself to your friend. You have right. someone you're working, you, that always is happening. But I love that you're able to give that specific correlation to a nurse that's listening to this right there. Alexis just gave you the answer when they're like, you don't have sales experience. Yeah. And, and they're like, why should we hire you? Bam, there you go. You know, so rewind that, go back 30 seconds, write it down. There's your answer. But that, that's a great point because again, that is what a lot of people do. And as you know, as we've learned this again, especially if you start working around with high performers and people, a lot of people put self-limiting beliefs on themselves and they just give up and they, that's, oh, I'm never going to do more than this. It's why I'm never going to make more than $55,000 a year. And like, it, it is what it is and people are going to be that way. But if you're always open to it and it's like, Hey, how can I be better? How can I grow in certain aspects? You're always have the opportunity. So I just wanted to really make sure to go deep dive because I, I, I have had these tough conversations. It's probably on a monthly basis where I have some scrub tech or some nurse who's making a, a comment to me um, in not a very nice way. It's because they make under seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. And I'm like, well, then you change it. Yeah. Well, it's well, and there's always the excuse. Mm -hmm. But again, if you, oh, you want to make six figures? Like, and the, I'll just tell a quick story. There was one scrub tech. He's like, why are you like, oh, it must be nice for doing what you said. And I said, okay. Yesterday at 6 a.m., I got on a plane. I flew out to New Mexico. I worked all day, got on a plane, got in, uh, flew back here at 8 o'clock at night, went to bed at 9 o'clock, was up at 6 o'clock to be here at this case for 6.30. Or sorry, I left my house at 6 to be here at this case for 6.30. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do that? Well, then no, shut up. Shut your right. mouth. Like, don't say they, a word. They, they think it's, they truly think it's easy, you know, and it's, it may not be the same thing as, you know, taking care of five to six patients during the day or, you know, scrubbing on surgeries and you're sitting there all day. But I mean, it's a different grind in a sense. And, I'm, and I mean, I'm learning that already. Yep. I mean, I'm only, two, I mean, I'm two weeks in and I'm like, all right, it's, I'm trying to prepare myself. Well, and it's a different thing. And the thing I'll touch on that, what you're just saying too, is like, it's just called, it's, it's being smarter and not harder when we say that of the industries. It's why you can go sit on a computer and be a tech person and make six figures and make five, 600K. Yeah. It's knowledge, right? And, and, and it's not knowledge, but it's also, it's the industry. You're in the tech industry that has billions of dollars. So you can do that. Same thing. There's different parts of healthcare, but you can either be the person who's the worker working in healthcare, or you can be the person who's selling to the hospitals that need, not want, need the equipment right. that they're going to use no matter what. And you can be a part of that. That's just going to be. A bigger because if you're producing this much money you get a percentage of that bam sham thank you ma'am and now okay you're making way more than you were as a nurse and eventually yeah. you might be working less so again i could go on this tangent forever i just really want people to understand that if you are a nurse you are watching this it is the opportunity and you're the one who's responsible for it nobody else and if you decide that medical device sales reps are pieces of crap and they're horrible human beings and they make too much money. That's on you. And that's a belief I can never change, but I do want to say that because it's something I face every single day. <laughs> okay. Honestly, it's every, we're, everyone in healthcare is a little bitter. And I think that, and I mean, every, for every, right. But I mean, like you said, like, if you want to make the change, like just do it. Like yep. you can't sit around and just think, Oh, I wish, I wish I could do this. Or I wish I could do that. Like you have to wake up and you have to put in the effort every single day. Yep. In order to get there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So again, 
Okay, we got through me venting for a while, and now we're going into, okay, so you you worked hard, you reached out, you did that. Now kind of tell us, what did that interview process kind of look for you? Did you get the first job that you interviewed for? How many did you go through? I always tell people, I think I, again, I can't remember, I went through so many, but I think it was like 12 or 14 companies I was interviewing for before I actually got the offers. What did that kind of look like for you during that interview process? Yeah, it was it was stressful, and it was it was tiresome. I... You know, one company that I was interviewing with had me um, fill out a page of questions. There was nine questions, and this was the second part of the interview process. Um, the first one was just like a Zoom call, getting to know me, and you know, talking to see if I was qualified, if I felt like I, you know, I felt like I was fit for the position. I had an answer, and it wasn't just like nine, you know, like questions in regards to work it was like philosophical things like what quote or like what movie like how how would this relate to your life and it was like I wanted to make sure that I was like saying things that I meant because you know the next interview if they liked my answers I had to sit on a so it was a seven different people that I interviewed with it was a three-hour interview process and it was three groups of people. So I would interview with a group, then I'd be done with that group. Next group, done with that group, next group. I didn't move on after um, after that interview. I didn't move on with them. Um, I actually was interviewing with a couple different ones through Medtronic. Um, and it was just a lot of, um, a lot of conversations. And, you know, they, it, it was a lot of, I even had like, multiple conversations with one person like the hiring manager I had multiple conversations with him and it was I I was getting grilled and I was sweating yeah um and then I the job that I just recently got with the royal um it was it's it truly is like I you talk about all the time it is all about networking and I encourage all you know if there's nurses out there that are wanting to get into medical sales and say, you know, the people that are coming onto the floor to do in-servicing on whatever it is, you know, we, on my floor, we recently had an in-service on back braces and then we got new IV kits. So it was just, you know, these reps come onto the floor. And what I did was, you know, that whole week I was there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they were doing in-services on the braces that we were just recently getting. And you know, the last day I was like the whole week, I was like, I should just ask if they're hiring. And I was like, and then I was just like, I don't like, they're not going to hire me. You know, I was just like this mind game. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just, I'm going to ask. So the last day I was sitting there, the girl was, you know, had finished up. We were just chit chatting. And I was like, Hey, are you, are you guys by chance hiring? And she was like, yeah, actually I'm leaving. Um, I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby soon. And they literally had just posted the job on their website literally the, the day before. So she was like, girl, like take down my information. She gave me the hiring manager's information. Um, so, you know, she kind of put my name out there. I reached out to the hiring manager and I didn't hear back from him. So I sent him another email, finally heard back from him. And I'm so glad that I emailed him more than once because every email that I was sending him was going to his junk mail. <laughs> yep. So he eventually saw it. He reached out to me and I was very confident in my interview. I could tell he liked me. 
found out a couple days later, he was like, Hey, you know, unfortunately we're not going to move forward with you. So I was, I was devastated because I was like, man, like I thought that interview went so good. I was so confident in myself. And I was just like, I just, I, you know, it was such a roller coaster. Just the entire interview process was just yep. such a roller coaster. Oh my gosh. Some days I was like, Oh my God, I can do this. Like, this is, yeah, this is awesome. And then other days I was like, man, why am I even, why am I even like doing this? Like, I'm yep. not going to be able to do this. And it was just digging myself out of that negative mindset because, um, literally like three weeks later, the hiring manager re- reached back out, back out to me. He was like, Hey, um, I don't know if you're still looking for a position, but you know, I was wanting to talk with you again talked with him and the interview went well. And then I was, I moved on to, um, the VP. And then after that, after that interview, I ended up, um, getting flown out to Knoxville, Tennessee for my final interview. And yeah, it went really well. And then, yeah, it all just look at you now. (laughs) It all, it all ended up working out, but it's just, it's so funny because I initially didn't think I got the job. I was like, I was like, well, this is it. Like this one's, this one's out. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna move forward with this one. They didn't like me. Um, But, you know, other than that, I was truly just, even if I wasn't interested in the position, I was still interviewing because I just wanted, I wanted the practice. I just, I was like, whatever. And I knew it was really important to go into the interviews. Like, to not let that mindset consume me, um, not to let them know that I wasn't interested. I wanted to use that as practice because the interview process was completely different as a nurse. Like it's just, it's a whole different world. And it was, it was something that I really truly felt like I needed to prep for. And I I don't think the prepping just of like doing research on the company was enough. Like I needed to talk more Yep. And I know you talk about, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times in your podcast is like coming up with this, this own brand for yourself and coming up with like how you're going to sell yourself to people. And I think that's the best way to do it. It's just as much repetition as you can. I love that. And you, you did, did a couple things I got to hit on. First off the roller coaster. That's what I've said it yeah. forever. One yeah. day you're on the top, the next day you're like, bam. But literally I've been on where the bam, I'm like, I think I'm going to quit this. I don't know. I can't do this. Two minutes later, get a call. Hey. You want to do an interview? <laughs> like calling everybody, dancing in the house, right? Like it is a roller coaster. And then again, two days later, hey, we went with someone else. Oh my God, like over again, right? So th- there is yeah. that. So I do want to say that. Number two, like you said, interviewing with everybody. Because two things. One, even if you know you're not going to interview with it, it's like watching game film. I always bring it back to sports, right? You're probably going to get asked certain questions that are good for you to know. A lot of them are very similar. But even if it's not, hey, well, now you just got asked a question you've never even thought of. You had to answer it. You had to go, you're going to leave. You're going to critique yourself. And guess what? You're yes. going to be better off for the next time if someone did ask you that or help you format an answer. So that's why it's super important. And then also I want to touch on that is too, there's, there could be times you are like, I'm never going to work for this company. I'm going to go through the interview process. And then they wow you. You're like, wow, this is actually a great company. This, this could be something, right? So I always just encourage everybody to take it because – you never know what's going to happen with it, but it, worst case scenario, you get way better practice so you can land the one you're going to. Because like I've said on here on the podcast a lot, 
it's very rare you're going to land the first one you ever do just because you don't know the process. It, it's not like we've talked about. It's not like it's one interview, like every other job. Oh, one interview. We like you. You're hired. No, it's going to be seven to 10 to five, whatever. It could be three days. It could be or three weeks. It could be six months. Like you don't know what it is and you just aren't going to understand the process until you do it. So I want to just state that. And then just very similar to you, Alexis, like, so one of my companies that I got one of my job offers for, I got a call and the hiring manager was like, Hey, you're the best candidate we have on here, but I can't get over the fact that you don't have sales experience. So because of that, we're going with someone else um, that had worked at Yelp at the time, which if you guys know about Yelp, no, no trash talk to them. They just, you're just doing phone calls though. So they don't know how about the relationships as I was a personal trainer, just like you're, you're a nurse. We have to be able to create relationships. Right. And the reason I'm saying this is what happened was three weeks later, I get a call. Hey, do you still want the job? Yeah, I'm still interested. Okay, the guy we we took up to the VP, he got asked the question, how are you going to create relationships with people? And the guy couldn't answer it. So the VP vetoed him, didn't allow him to get hired. And because of that, I was the next person in line that they knew, and I was getting offered the job. All I had to do was I accepted it. If it was a field ride, and then I had the job. And so, again, the reason I'm saying that is the same thing for you. Never count yourself out because you don't know. Again, even with the process I've gone through, like that that person might go – you're going through – might not be their top their top choice so they might get offered the job they might not take it they might be going somewhere else right because like like i said i interviewed i got four job offers i only could take one right that means three other people got hired in the same stuff that i was trying to get hired in so that's my little notes on that as well as don't just give up you know like just because it doesn't work out the first time still stay in contact because you don't know it because we say this all the time too especially you see it in the orthopedics world or whatever it is, people do get hired. And in three months, they're like, oh my gosh, this is too much. They let it consume them. And instead of pushing right. through to where they would be good after six months, because you're not going to know anything in three months, that right. they, just, they just quit. And then now they got to fill that position again. And if you were the top candidate or you're someone who's stuck out in their mind, you're getting a call. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's, if there's one thing that I could like, you know, tell people like during their interview process is I, I actually spoke to, so my hiring manager flew in to Austin last week to kind of get me onboarded and help me. And, you know, we would go to dinner and we would, you know, get to talk more and get to know each other. And, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, what were the interview candidates like that I was going against? And I was blown away at the fact that I was going against uh, a guy who was, I, you know, in the game for a long time, had a lot of sales experience. And, you know, I, I didn't compare to in that sense, but he didn't send up any follow-up emails after his interviews. Every single time I talked to someone, I always made sure either within the next couple of hours or in that next morning, I was sending an email saying, thank you for my, for your time. Yep. And I would, I would try to pick out one thing from the interview that kind of like truly meant something to me or made me excited about the job or something that was like, you know, I felt was, you know, worthy. Um, I would talk about something like that and just say, thank you for your time. And my manager said, he was like, you know, we really liked this guy and we wanted to move forward with him, but you know, we couldn't get a hold of him. He wasn't responding and, you know, we interviewed him and then didn't hear back from him. So it was like, well, you know, are you not excited about this? Yep. You know, are you not really that interested? You know, why would we want to hire somebody that isn't showing interest? And while you're trying to hire them, wait till you yeah. have them on the job. Yes. 
yeah. So, you know, it's just, it was just crazy. Cause I would, I would, you know, ask at the end of my interviews, you know, when should I expect to hear from you? And they'd be like, Oh, well, you know, this day. And I was like, screw that. I literally, I didn't care. I was literally emailing them before they would email me. I was like, I don't, I don't care. Like I was like, on top of it, I wanted to make sure that I was reaching out to them before they reached out to me. I was like, I don't. Well, and that's, that's a big thing because I, I talk with people that this is a tactic some people do is they'll say a certain day and they won't respond. And then yeah. they're going to see if somebody's going to respond back. So the yeah. fact that you're going before, you know, like it's just showing that, Hey, you're staying on top of it because that's why I tell people you got to like half of my job is planning the stuff that hasn't happened so I can be ahead of it. So it doesn't happen or bad stuff doesn't happen. Right. You have to be going in. So it's just showing that you take extreme ownership and that, and again, also showing that you wanted this position. And that's the biggest yeah. thing is like, when I talk to people, sometimes you don't have the sales experience. Sometimes you don't have this stuff, but guess what? If you're, if you're showing that you want this and one of my comments I, I joke around with is I said this to my manager, not during the interview, but like, I'm like, I'm, I'm working right now and I don't make nearly as much as I would if I worked for you. You don't think that you throw me more money that I was like, you haven't even seen me started. I'm already working, you know, 12, 15 hour right. days. Like you haven't even seen anything yet now that I have the opportunity to like financially change my life. Yeah. So yeah, no, again, well, congratulations. That is amazing. Now I have to ask. So the, the viewers are going to be like, Alexis, what, what can I do? What, what is the one thing that you say? So what tips or advice would you give to people trying to break into medical device sales, whether they have sales experience, they don't have sales experience, whether they are a nurse, what would your experience, what would your tips be for them to be able to break into medical device sales from your experience? The biggest thing is networking, honestly, like I truly, I, there was so much value to that. Like I said, like, if you see one of the reps coming on your floor or just, you know, if you're out in a social setting and you hear somebody say they're in medical sales, like just talk to that person, say, you know, you know, what's your company like or anything like that? You know, like I said, you know, those reps were coming on my floor and, you know, I was like, I was scared at first, but I was like, Why? like I'm just, I, I just need to ask, just ask. And I mean, the worst thing they're going to say is no. And you know, what's, what's the big deal? At that and you're point? never going, like my whole thing is you're never going to see them ever again. Exactly. Same yeah. thing with LinkedIn messages. I say this all the time. People will yes. be like, I messaged 20 and none of them got back to me. I'm like, and you'll never message them ever again and see them. And, and you never right. met them in the first place. So it's literally like you just talk to a robot that doesn't exist. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you how many people I had messaged on LinkedIn and they literally left me on red. I was like, yep. <laughs> oh, hey, all, all the time. Hey, nothing new for me, you know? So I was like, all right, we got this. Nothing, nothing. Not. Yeah. So, you know, I, um, I really just made sure that, you know, if I was, if I was applying to a job, I would try to figure out, um, you know, who the hiring manager was or who the recruiter was. I just, I always made sure to try to figure out who they were. And I would send them my resume as well, just to be sure to be like, Hey, you know, I would introduce myself, let them know, you know, a little background. I'm, you know, I've been a nurse for five years. I'm looking to break into medical sales. Um, this is, you know, what, what I have to offer. Um, but that was, I mean, such a, such a huge thing for me. And I was just applying and applying and applying. And I ended up, um, there was a website, I think it's, you probably know what it is. It, I think it's medicalreps.com. Medreps, medreps.com. Medreps. Yeah. So I made an account on there. I think it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. So you like, can, you can buy like a 30, a 45, yeah. like they have different plans for you to like be able to purchase and then be able to see and get in contact with recruiters. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was so helpful too, because 
they usually put either the hiring manager or the recruiter's name on there and their email and their contact information. So I would apply on there and then I would go ahead and reach out to them. Well, and that's well. what I was going to just say is that's, that's a huge help because you just are learning the contact, even if you just bought it so you can see who yeah. the manager is, because just being straight up, I'll tell this to everybody. Most likely, if you don't have sales experience and you do that, you're not going to get the job by just applying because Every, exactly. rec every recruiter told me you need to go get sales experience, right? But the difference is, is if you have the regional manager, the hiring manager's uh, contact, or you know who they are, guess what? Reach out to them on LinkedIn and then introduce yourself and try to do a cold call with them and, and all that. It goes a long way showing that you're a go-getter. Okay. So that's yeah, a good point. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like kind of like how you said before too, you know, you would hear like, oh, well, you don't have sales experience. One thing that I, you know, I would tell people was like, cool. Yeah. I don't have sales experience, but you know, I'm a, I'm a clean slate. You're going to yeah. be able to turn me into the salesperson that you're wanting. However, I had somebody tell me, I don't, I hear that all the time. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. And I was like, I was Ooh, a little stumped I on like that. that, but then I kind of came back with them. I said, sure. Yeah. I understand that. But you know, I'm going to be completely new to this territory. I'm not going to know because there are people you're going to run into at the hospitals whenever, you, you know, you, you're coming in as a rep that they're very hard to deal with. And I don't know who those people are. So I'm not going to be afraid or I'm not going to be reluctant to reach out to people. I'm going to, I'm going to want to reach out to everybody. And, you know, I don't, I don't have these preconceived notions or these already built up relationships with That's people. A big one. So that was yep. something that I, I really tried to, because whenever he came back and told me like i hear cool. that from everybody that doesn't have sales experience and i was like oh, well, well that means that means it's working jerk no um but uh <laughs> but what the the answer like that's a great answer and what that's a great point that you said because that was actually when i got hired that was one of the things my my manager kept saying is like don't listen to other people just go figure it out for yourself mm -hmm. because there's preconceived hey this territory is too hard there's too, stuff which again it is but if i would have listened to half the people like I wouldn't make half the sales I did because I would have been right. like, Oh, too bad. Like I had, um, people that I had reached out about it and they're like, Oh, don't even try. Well, I tried. And like maybe one out of 10 worked, but guess what? That was one more that I never would have got if I just didn't try. Um, yeah. and so that's, that's a great point. I'm glad that you stated that because that goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. And just because, you know, say the, the rep that was there before you, just because that person didn't have a good relationship with that person doesn't mean that you can't build a new relationship. And, you know, maybe you'll make an impression on this person and they end up really liking you. you Welcome no to my life. Uh, <laughs> one of my top, my top account, the lady I walked in hated me, wouldn't even make eye contact with me the first time and was so mad that she saw me was like, literally, I walked in, I said, Hey, I'm the new rep. And she's like, Oh my God. And pissed off. And I was like, Jesus crap. I'm like, Oh my God. But then come to find out you know like i was just like i'm gonna kill this woman with kindness i was yeah. like i'm gonna be this one <laughs> and you want to know what the turning moment was i got that lady oh, again i did all her work she doesn't do anything like i the reason the surgeries were successful was because of me not her doing the job but i got that person a christmas card and that oh right there was the turning point that this girl ever since then i got a text message thank you so much for the christmas card and ever since and i just say this this is the same person who told me i had surgeries on uh thanksgiving i showed up i didn't go anywhere for thanksgiving and then there was no things and i texted her and said i'm here for the cases and she's like i meant next thursday and i was like well you said this thursday and she's like well sorry 
right? Uh, so that was the kind of relationship I had and been able yeah. to like do a Christmas card. But I'm just saying that it, it happens, right? And yes. that was – and then the thing I will say since we're on that topic, I took it in the lowest performing territory. They didn't like – a lot of people didn't like the person who was before me, right? They're like, oh, it's you again, right? And you have to be like, I'm not that rep. I'm, right. I'm Jacob. Like – yeah. I, I have a dog. I like to hike. Like I am, I can be funny sometimes, right? Like that's, but you make yourself a human being to them and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. You had a bad experience. I'm not that person. I can't change that today, but all I can ask is you give me a shot and over time, I'm going to prove it to you. And by doing that, that's where I've had success. So it's a great point that you stated that because you're hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, again, Alexis, first off, thank you so much for taking time to be with us again. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I know this is going to help a lot of people, a lot of nurses that are going to listen to this excited for you guys to all get this. Uh, do you have any social media that you want to share that people can reach out to you if they would like to? Yeah, you can, um, you guys, if you guys want to reach out to me on Instagram, my, uh, Instagram handle is Lex underscore my, my last name, Sermonera. C-E-R-M-I-N-A-R-A to spell it because I know nobody's going to know how to spell it. Um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn too. And I'm under there as a Alexis Sermonera. And, you know, you'll be able to find me under the Royal category. I love it. I love it. And like we say on every podcast, for the love of God, do not be a creep show. Do not send weird messages. We don't do, I do not uh, condone those kind of actions here on this podcast. Also with it, just you guys, she's busy. She just started. Like, even if you guys are a nurse, I, I respect it, but you guys got to come prepared. You guys, because if you want the most out of the conversation with Alexis, you got to come prepared because otherwise, if it's like, what do you do? Like, what is this? Guess what? You can listen, you listen to this podcast, but you can, she can help you in your situation if you are a nurse, right? Because she's lived it. But if you don't come with good questions, it's a waste of time. And, and I, I tell people, and I'm telling her right now, if they, if the first question they ask is who you work for, you get off the phone with them in two minutes, because that takes, that shows that somebody doesn't take 10 seconds to get on LinkedIn on their phone to look you up and be prepared. And if you're not going to do that, you're not going to do a lot of things to be, you're not just not going to get hired because you're not going to be successful because you can't just win stuff in this or to, in this industry so please if you guys are going to reach out to alexis come prepared have questions because it's not only going to be beneficial for you but it's going to be beneficial for her because she can help you if you guys are prepared if you guys are just calling to talk she's too busy for that she's in a new industry and again we just don't have time to have chats i don't need any more friends she probably doesn't need any more friends like we have life so please when you guys do reach out to people come prepared Know what you want to get so people can help you, but you make the most out of the time and also you can impress people. Um, but again, Alexis, thank you so much for taking time. I, I know it's late, so appreciate you staying up and being able to be with us on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I hope I can help, you know, even if it's just one nurse out there, like I, I truly like, I, you know, I still remember what it's like. I was still a nurse, you know, two weeks ago. So I, I know that struggle and I know that feeling of feeling stuck and just not really knowing, you know, what to do or where to go. Even if, you know, even if somebody out there isn't even sure if medical sales is right for them, you know, I truly, you know, I want to be able to help everybody. So I, I, I hope, you know, some people do reach out and, you know, ask all the questions they, they want. 
I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, pre- please press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are listening on the podcast, a five-star review really helps us grow this channel so we can help other people learn about this great industry. If you guys are interested in getting a 30, 60, 90 day plan, which you will need when you guys are going through the interview process, you guys can go to new to medical Link is in the description where you guys can put it in. It will send you a free one that you guys can use as a template, as well as add you guys to our email list where we send out weekly emails to help you guys learn about how breaking into medical device sales as blogs and and beneficial posts. If you guys would like to please reach out to me, LinkedIn, Jacob McLaughlin, as well as new to medical device sales on every other channel, TikTok, Instagram, you know, YouTube, everything. So please feel free to reach out, but I always appreciate you guys. Thanks for being a part of this podcast and being a part with us and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.